Sports Central, in conversation with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and my next guest is the former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia, Ahmad Akhtar. Great to have you on. How are you? I'm very good, thanks, uh, Adrian. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, I can't wait to, you know, talk all things tennis, something that is often overlooked on the show. Roger Federer recently came back to action. He played in Qatar, he won, and then he lost in his second game. What did you make of his performances in his return to action? First of all, being um, a Roger Federer fan, you know, since time immemorial, really, it was like truly amazing to see him back on court. I think the tennis world missed him tremendously while he was away. On his performance, yeah, look, I think I saw a bit of the first match with Dan Evans. You know, Dan took him to three sets. It was a tough battle. You could see a bit of rustiness on Federer's game. And you could tell that that, you know, the long time out of the game sort of showed um, during the contest. And then really against Basilashvili, I think, more the recovery, because, you know, he only had a day off before that contest. Um, he ended up losing it and then ended up pulling out of Dubai subsequently because he felt he didn't have uh, enough match fitness to sort of perform at, at 100%. But, you know, otherwise he looked fairly smooth on court. I think it's just more practice that he needs, uh, more game time before he readies himself for the grass court season, which is what he's really looking forward to. I know for all tennis fans, you know, no matter who you support, it's always nice to see Roger Federer back in action, back on the court. He's going to be 40 later this year. And, you know, I want to go back a little bit to 2019 when he played that Wimbledon final against Novak Djokovic. He had two championship points, went on to lose that epic match as well. But, you know, last year Wimbledon was cancelled, but this year it might go ahead. We're not quite sure if there will be fans or not. Do you feel that he still has another Wimbledon title left in him? Look, I think that if Federer didn't himself feel like he had it in him, he probably wouldn't have made a comeback. Like you said, he's touching 40. Um, he's achieved all that he needs to achieve in the game. I suppose what's keeping him going is the fact that, you know, Nadal and Djokovic have pushed him to the limit um, over the last five, six years, or even longer than that. Um, and the fact that Nadal and Federer are now tied on 20 grand slams apiece and Djokovic isn't far behind is definitely motivating Federer to get to number 21. Um, and I think his best shot still lies at Wimbledon, though, I mean, it really depends on um, on Novak's form coming into that tournament because Novak himself, I believe, has now won five Wimbledons. Federer's won eight, right? So, you know, on grass, I think Novak's as good as anyone else. Federer will have to have probably a favorable draw leading up to his potential clash with Rafa or Novak, or if he faces both, it's going to be difficult at the back end. But, you know, his best chance, I'm afraid to say, might be having Novak knocked out of the tournament before he reaches the business end of the tournament. But again, you never know. You never know. I mean, he should have won that final two years ago. He had two match points, 8-7, and he should have put it away but he didn't, and I'm sure that's uh, continuing to haunt him to this day. And he's going to want to put that right, for sure. Yeah, going back to last year, it was a very different year because we saw the Australian Open and everything was quite normal. And then Wimbledon got cancelled, the French Open got postponed, and then the US Open as well. The French Open actually happened after the US Open, which Rafael Nadal won his fourth French Open in a row. He has 13 in total. Now it's this you know, race to who's going to be the first to 21 Grand Slam titles. Roger Federer and Nadal both on 20. Nadal, of course, the clear you know, favorite heading into the French Open. Djokovic also is on 18 Grand Slams. But do you think that Nadal can make it five in a row? Of course, overwhelming favorite when it comes to clay. But do you think that, you know, just what we've seen recently from Djokovic, do you think that Nadal's reign on the on the clay court is at threat? You talk about that final 
last year's French Open final in November. Nadal steamrolled Djokovic. I mean, he, he absolutely destroyed him on court. Uh, he bageled him in the first set, something you don't see very much um, with Novak Djokovic in, in a final of a Grand Slam. And, you know, to answer your question, uh, I absolutely think Nadal will make it uh, number 21. And I think he's going to be a force to reckon with. You know, Djokovic obviously is in great form and he just won another Australian Open title. But this is Nadal's surface. It always has been. It always will be. And I just can't see Novak, you know, coming up with a way to, to beat Nadal uh, on clay. So for me, yeah, Nadal, I think, is going to hit number 21. Barring, you know, an injury or any other sort of untoward incident. Yeah, it was quite a final. I mean, Nadal against Djokovic. I was expecting a lot more from Djokovic. A lot of unforced errors. Probably the highlight of his performance there. We're in conversation with Ahmad Akhtar, former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia. Djokovic, he was outstanding at the Australian Open. You know, his fifth consecutive Australian Open, ninth overall. And no one looks like they will beat him at the Australian Open. But, you know, going for the rest of the sort of calendar year in terms of the Grand Slams. We still have Wimbledon, the French Open, and of course the US Open as well. He's on 18 Grand Slams. And out of those three, you know, he should win the US Open. I mean, he loves the hard courts and Wimbledon as well. He will be, you know, quite a threat. But is this the year that, you know, because if Nadal potentially, I mean, he is an overwhelming favorite, but Djokovic could easily finish the year on 20 Grand Slams. That's right. I think... um Given what I said about Nadal and, and the likelihood that he's going to pick up his 14th Roland Garros, the best shot Djokovic has at winning two slams this year are at the U.S. and Wimbledon. The only thing that may go against him is if you know he has an action-packed calendar. And he's spoken about you know workload management and the fact that even though he's fairly young in comparison to his two major rivals um, at 33, I think he's going to be 34 in May. He's going to have to be cognizant of the fact that he's really going to have to pick and choose his tournaments, um, just like Nadal and Federer have done over the year, to conserve the energy for the big tournaments. The only impediment that I see to that is the U.S. Open is at the back end of the year, and if Djokovic hasn't had enough rest, then he may not uh, he may not be able to succeed at the U.S. But you know, we're talking about Novak Djokovic here, right? Truly one of the greatest players of all time, the best defense in the game, arguably the best returner in the game all-round nutrition, you name it. Everything is everything is sorted out, and I just can't see why he wouldn't pick up those two slams, again, barring an injury or, you know, a surprise upset, which has happened in the past. Doesn't have the fondest of memories of the 2020 US Open, does Novak Djokovic? Bizarrely disqualified yeah. for, you know, hitting, you know, one of the officials there. But, you know, going forward, I mean, we've talked about the big three. They've ruled tennis for the longest time. But, you know, let's look at some of the other, I'd like to call them challengers. We've seen them come up, you know, in recent years, but they've all, you know, not been able to compete with the big three. But when Djokovic got disqualified from the U.S. Open. We saw Dominic Thiem win the U.S. Open and Alexander Zverev was two sets up, but then, you know, Thiem came back from behind. Probably uh, the best of the rest, if you want to, you know, say that about him or do you think that there's someone else in the mix who can, maybe a Daniel Medvedev? Yeah, I think um, the latter. I think Medvedev is probably the best challenger to the big three at the moment. He's shown that he's got the quality, he's got the ability to succeed at the highest level. Uh, and he's proved it. He's been on, a, I think, last year at the back end of, or just before he lost to, to Novak in the Australian Open final, he was on a 20 or 21 match win, winning streak. Uh, and I think Novak recognized that by saying, look, you know, Daniel is the best player on, on the tour at the moment. Um, and he's the hardest player to beat. 
And he's very similar to Djokovic in many ways. He's got a great defense um, and he's got a fantastic return. Um, and I think he just needs a little bit more of that experience uh, in the business end of big tournaments. Dominic team, obviously, fantastic performance at the US Open. I just don't see him sort of having that consistency to be able to, you know, capitalize on that. I don't see him winning a tremendous amount of Grand Slams, perhaps four or five. Um, the same with the likes of Zverev, maybe even Tsitsipas. I don't think they're quite ready for it. But for me, Medvedev is a man to beat um, outside of the big three. Yeah, Medvedev is also, you know, quite young. But, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about Tsitsipas before we close, uh, you know, before we sort of conclude our discussion. Still only 22 years old. And he reminds me of a young Federer. I don't know, maybe if it's the hair or uh, just the style of play. But we saw in the Australian Open the way he bounced back and he pushed to the limits. But he always, you know, fights back. But I think once you play two back-to-back five-setters, of course, it's going to take the best out of you. And I think that's why Daniel Medvedev has it had it quite easy. But do you feel that Tsitsipas can also, you know, be among the mix for, you know, the best of the rest sort of title? I think Tsitsipas certainly has it in him, and he proved as much at the Australian Open. I mean, beating Nadal in a five-set thriller from two sets down, I think that's only the second time in Nadal's career that he has lost after being two sets up at a Grand Slam, right? That's a tremendous feather in Tsitsipas's cap so early in his career. And he's certainly got the talent. Uh, he's certainly got the ability. The only difference is, yes, he may remind us of Federer when Federer was just starting out on the tour. The difference being that Federer didn't have the likes of himself, Nadal and Djokovic to deal with at the start of his career. Tsitsipas has that and he's got Medvedev and he's got team as well. So it's a very difficult time for youngsters to really come through and be able to prove themselves. The only way they can do so is to continue performing, continue experiencing these big moments at Grand Slams. And, you know, Perhaps then Tsitsipas, maybe in a couple of years, will be ready. You know, because winning a Grand Slam is is no easy feat, right? Seven back-to-back matches over the course of two weeks. Um, your discipline, your your focus, your drive, your physical, mental energy, everything's got to be at the top of its game. You know, I certainly see a lot of potential, but I don't see him picking up another slam, at least while these big three are around and, and playing at the top of their game. Well, the rest of the tennis calendar promises to be exciting, as always. And hopefully Wimbledon does return so that we can have, you know, all four slams this year. We've been speaking to Ahmad Akhtar, former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia. Ahmad, thank you so much for your time and joining me on Money FM 89.3. Thank you, Adrian. It's been a pleasure.